You're listening to Fun Facts featuring Nathan on KCSS Turlock 91.9 FM. Thanks for listening. We found a box of bird seed in our garage. It was a box of cockatiel feed specifically, which was weird because none of my family have or have ever owned any exotic birds. The box was just one of those things that appears in storage spaces the way miscellaneous and not immediately useful items tend to do. Undeterred by its mysterious nature, my dad and I started to scatter it around the backyard every morning. Born and raised in California, the omnipresence of birdsong is normal to me, so much so that I sometimes pay as little attention to a bird call as I would the sound of a passing car. I never really got birders. As a kid, it was comical to me that my grandparents would actually memorize bird calls and have binoculars at every windowsill to spot species and feather patterns. I was so blasé about it, in fact, that sometime in high school I had ignored birds so much that I told my sister that all birds must have disappeared because I just didn't hear them anymore. In reply, she just asked me when was the last time that I actually listened for birds. I started listening, and then they were everywhere. I have never felt more like a cute old man in my life than the weeks after spreading the bird seed. I woke up early every morning, got my cup of coffee, and meandered the yard, talking to the sparrows and doves, and speaking softly about how beautiful they were in the blossoming cherry trees, and how much I enjoyed their company. I told the birds what I was planning on doing with my day, how my previous day went, and how I hoped that they would have a good day too. I really went all in on the old man aesthetic. A 2005 peer-reviewed article studied how people define and attain happiness in their everyday lives. The article, Orientations to Life Satisfaction, The Full Life versus the Empty Life, gave birth to the idea of people defining happiness in three different ways. The engaged life, the meaningful life, and the pleasant life. The engaged life describes someone who uses their specialized skills for enrichment, meaning that they work, love their work, and are good at what they do. The meaningful life describes someone who strives for a greater purpose or a greater good. This can be spiritual, charitable, or just a general belief in having an impact on the world. The pleasant life, sometimes described as the lowest rung of the three happiness styles, describes someone who derives pleasure from basic, everyday things. A walk in the park, a kiss from one's partner, maybe even an appreciation for mundane things like pennies, mascots, and birds in a backyard. That's the catch of the three orientations to happiness, of course. It's not that you need to pick one style and stick with it, or that one style is better than the others. It's that the happiest people know how to experience all three styles of happiness. In the wake of seriously unpredictable times behind and ahead of us, and especially as someone who's about to graduate college, I spend a buttload of time thinking about how I'm going to achieve a meaningful and an engaged life through my future jobs and careers. But honestly, one of the top regrets of the dying is literally, I worked too much. In a world where we are defined by our jobs and where our work is literally what keeps us alive, sometimes we forget to appreciate the small things. Pursuing the pleasant life is not a waste of time. It's just another way to find happiness. So, if you excuse me, I'm going to go and listen to the call of my backyard's white-crowned sparrow for just a little bit longer. Stay tuned for more of Stan State's KCSS Turlock 91.9 FM, The Valley's True Alternative.